99 drinks still left to go Welcome all in and enjoy the show It's me though with E, I'm the host You know, so sit back, relax, grab a snack and let's go Welcome back to the 99 Dreams Podcast. If this is your first time listening, welcome. This is the 99 Dreams Podcast. I'm Rauri. And if you're a regular listener, welcome back. Thank you so much for your support. We really appreciate it. Now today, I've got I've got a fun guest today. I'm really looking forward to this one. He's one of the bros. He's a day one like Mitch Langton. We all met in the same week of PE school. Um, I should have wore that same shirt I wore for Mitch, but hey, it's all good. I'll wear the Taranaki Ears merch. So today, ladies and gentlemen, I've got Sam Baxter in the house. Kilda Sam, how's it going, brother? What's going, my guy? How we doing? Oh, good, brother. Better now that you're here. Sam, before we get started, my man, can you just give us a core way queer? Who are you? Where are you from? No, I'm, I'm Sam, one of the boys from Rari. Well, we went to uni together been back in the day, eight, eight years ago, seven years ago. Something like that. It was a long time yeah, ago, bro. From Wellies, moved down to Duds, and uh, spent six, five and a half, six years there. Right. And uh, here we are, up in Tauranga now. You're all over the place lately, aren't you? Weren't you, like, top of the South Island not too long ago? Yeah, we bit, did about 12 months there working and then got a new job up here. And why would you not live at the Mount? Bro, beautiful up there, isn't it? What's Sorry. the weather like? Swimmable? Uh, it's pissing out of rain at the moment. But, <laughs> but, that's hot. That's good. I'm struggling. When it's on, it's you know, on. From Wellies, spent six years in Dunedin. This, like, 90% humidity, it just, it ain't for me. But <laughs> they say acclimatize. I've been here about six months. We, we're working on it. You'll get there. You'll get there. Once you're there, Stop. bro, you'll be shirtless every day. You'll be more tan uh, than Jerry. That's the thing. Come summer, that's the that's the whole point. That's why you live here. Exactly. So it's Friday. We're having a couple of beers with this session. Uh, I'm drinking um, Behemoth something hoppy. Uh, that's Ooh. what it's called. What do you got, bro? Uh, going back to the Spanish roots, Australia. Ah, did you Gorgeous. have a couple of those when we were drinking at Pea School that one time? Probably. This takes me back to when um, I think I was finishing my honours, right? Yeah. We just shoot off to New World, grab some snacks, grab a couple of beers and power through. Because you were doing yeah. your Masters at that time, eh? Yeah, that's the end of that first year of the Masters. Well, first year, I think it probably took me about 14 months. And um, yeah, that was the end of that data collection. You got 14-hour days. Bro, that's well, hectic. Nah, it was like it was start early, finish late, but not a lot in between. So, um, you know, the NBA was on, the cricket was on, loved me going through, you know, some test match cricket, filled the days perfectly, NFL, anything, anything I could put on that second screen to help kill some time. That was, that was it. Bro, it's, it's looking deadly the way. That's so good. So I got, a, I got, you know, key sport knowledge of about 12 months of any major sport. I probably watched the game in the, in the corner of my eye. Managed was to get there, enough done. Was there any World Cups on at that time? Nah, because it was coming out of, uh, that was 2021. It was coming out of COVID. So really, there wasn't much sport on anyway. So enough to tick along, but nah, everything's getting postponed. You know, we've got um, Women's World Cup, go to the Black Ferns. That was meant to be 2021. Um, or 22, yeah, 2021. And um, League World Cup, 2021 as well. Yeah, man. Like, it's crazy how much um, sport's on, but it, it's amazing at the moment. Like, like you said, Black Ferns killed it. Uh, unfortunately, the Kiwis couldn't get through, but the women, they're in the final against Australia's women, and then you've got Samoa versus Australia. Who ever thought, yeah. like, you'd get that as a league matchup for a World Cup? Nah, we needed that uh, Black Ferns came through because that week the, uh, the Black Hats boys had lost the semifinal. The um, Kiwis, they'd lost their semifinal. And then we had we had the we had the girls league they they pulled through but um against Australia in their pool game but the the Black Ferns we needed that as a country on that Saturday night because uh we had a pretty rough week if you're a big sport watcher in the country and what a game that was too what a game that huge. was huge I can't like believe that we beat them off the lineout and they were thrashing us with that lineout the whole game and fourteen nil up and then everyone's sitting there like nah bugger you know. Huge chance, 
Probably the Jeez. biggest, second second biggest rugby game, maybe third biggest rugby game we've ever had in this country. You know, we had the World Cup final for the ABs in 2011. Had the original World Cup final. You know, there was definitely more more fans at that Blackburn's game than the original World Cup final. But it was the, definitely the best game of rugby played in New Zealand this year. Hard out, without a doubt, with plus past good couple of years. A hundred percent. Amazing game wicked. of rugby. It's and it was awesome. Life. I was in, um, just in town, you know, had a pub with a couple of mates, going to watch it. And it was just awesome how, like, we kind of pub hopped halfway through one of the halves. And you could hear, we were like, someone scored because you heard every bar down the strip just go like, <laughs> yeah. It was awesome. You knew what was going on because everyone was into it. Bro, I was at my supervisor's house that night. And it was the same thing. Like every time we got like a penalty or any time we got uh, a try or the ball back in a scoring position, it was loud. It was huge. <laughs> Ruby Tui for president. Oh, she's amazing, right? She's hella she's amazing. Awesome. She's just such a vibe. She'd be gangster to be on the podcast one day, hopefully. <laughs> Use those connections. No, 100%. Another, like, how have you been anyway? What else have you been up to? How's life? Good. New, new job. Moved up for a neuro rehab job. So stroke, spinal cord injury rehab, uh, did quite a lot of pediatrics, like cerebral palsy, you know, young kids with all that sort of stuff. And she's pretty hectic, but it's good hectic. That's good fun. Yeah. So can you dive more into that? Like what, what do you do? How do you help them? So the main ones we do, or the main, so the main three I do, spinal cord injuries, there's four of us at work. It takes three of us to do one spinal cord injury rehab session. So I have paraplegics, quadriplegics, um, you know, either like incomplete, complete spinal cord injuries. So these are the ones, you know, car accidents, ski accident, you know, any of that sort of stuff. Um, can't walk, can't can't do whatever. And uh, a lot of them have a lot of that drive to, to get back and come into us, you know, some do three or four times a week and just grit it out, do the rehab, you know, kind of two hours a day. We've got one awesome guy at the moment is doing two hours a day, three days a week. And then um, another awesome girl, Casey, she, she works there as well. So she works works in the company and then she is just the inspiration for it. You know, she has two hours a day at least really working on this on this rehab. So main one we do, it takes three of us, hang, hang one of them up on the treadmill. And then there's two of us, one on each leg and one behind holding the hips. And it's just walking them on a treadmill, do about an hour of that. And that's just the repetition, trying to retrain that, that, um, muscle memory you know the spine the nerves everything try to get them walking again and that's that's the gist of it and then other side you know strokes cerebral palsy same with you know, strokes some of the spinal cord injury just use 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 repetition trying to get things back to as good to as they were the, the way before as you can and uh in cerebral palsy so a lot of pediatric stuff um you know kids five six eleven twelve um not you know never walked haven't not walking all that stuff low muscle tone they've been in a in a chair basically the whole lives wheeled around and um just really trying to get them same sort of thing you know build up that muscle strength have some fun build up that confidence for them and uh get them going so that's got to be a super rewarding job um what are some of the things that you've learned from the mindset of some of these clients and patients that come in it's just determination i like grit the tea you know it's a pretty two step forward one step back sort of thing you know you you make a big jump one day and then you feel like you've gone back but it's really just you know I mean, you notice you go to the gym and um, one morning you can, you know, hit your max on the bench press and the next morning you go in and try to do the same thing. You're like, oh, I couldn't get that up today. But it's like, oh, well, you know, I was just a tired day. And um, it's a similar sort of thing thing there, you know. You may have one little step back and you feel like, oh, crap, you're like all this work's, you know, kind of undone. It's like, no, no, it's not, you know. It's just one of those days. And these people know that and they're like, right, you know, I'm coming back tomorrow, I'm doing it all again and we're going we're gonna to do it. Far out. That's hectic. So what's one of the biggest hurdles that you have to face with these guys? Um, I don't know. Like, they're such go-getters. The hurdles, you know, they, they will they will do anything. They will try They will try as hard as they can. One of the big hurdles maybe with the kids is um, a lot of them can be non-verbal. And so it's a lot of communication can be, can be difficult. So they might have a care or their mum or dad or somebody grandparent you know coming in with them and you kind of got to go off off the the carer you know the whoever's there with them like oh i think this is all good you know like i think they're enjoying this kind of um 
you know, you kind of got to go, it's a lot of eye stuff. So you get a lot of that connection through the eyes and you can see that, you know, the joy, you, you know, people say you smile from your eyes and it's exactly that, you know, you, when they're having fun, you can, they don't have to say words to, for you to know they're having fun. But um, some things, you know, we, we may try something that's a little bit too far too early and um, you can kind of get that look from them that's, they don't, they can't sit there and go, hey, no good. You kind of just got to get it from the eyes and be like, oh, let's dial that back. You know, we'll try that again maybe later on, but not at the moment. So, yeah, it's just a lot of that nonverbal stuff, really working on getting through that. Right. And where did you think you developed those skills? Like, that, that's got to be so hard. I don't think I'd be able to pick up those cues straight away. So how did you develop that? Uh, it's just kind of – it just – comes really you you do it's the sort of thing you know if you told me 12 months ago that this is what i'll be doing you know like i'd be like nah way like i need more than 12 months to to prep for that but um the other guy you know the other guys at work were awesome at the start i kind of had a week or two like shadowing with them and you kind of learn through that and then basically they just threw me straight in and was like right you know you're good to go and i was like perfect let's go let's do it and um yeah it's just and the, the longer you get with these you know working with these kids and stuff especially like the, you know when you build that relationship and stuff and a lot of the ones if it's their first time in you know you try to do something with someone that you've done you know done that maybe a hundred times or something they'd be like not you know you could see immediately but like no 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 but when you build that relationship it's kind of a little bit like they don't really talk back but you go you know do you trust me you know let's do it if you if you trust me you know we we, we know that you know i've seen you twice a week for however long you trust me let's do this i know you can do this and um a lot of them you can kind of see in them they're like right you know all right give it a go and sure enough boom here we are so it all just comes down to building that relationship with them and then understanding yeah. their mindset as they go along 100 percent, 100 percent. and it's yeah that that challenge of the non-verbal but you'd be surprised at how how easily you can overcome that that's awesome, bro. You're out here doing some amazing shit. That's me. I, I like. Who would have thought? You know, third year. Who would have thought this 100%, would be you? Hundred <laughs> percent. The, the pleasure is all mine for a day. Like the the chance to work with all these people is just it's just awesome. Like every day is as fun as awesome. I range. I think the oldest is eighty six. You know, and the youngest I've got was an eighteen month old. Um, Ooh. awesome, awesome, bro. Yeah, that's such a fulfilling job. Um, if you were to encounter someone or if someone's listening to this podcast and they know someone in that kind of situation that's, um, you know, going through uh, someone who's had a stroke or someone who's been paralyzed through car crashes, you know, what, what's some advice to them or how, how do they find out about you guys? Uh, Next Step New Zealand, not the career company. That can be a common mistake. You Google that. <laughs> Next Step New Zealand gym, Mount Monganui. Uh, that's us. We're located up here. Um, yeah, four of us trainers, and um, get in touch. You know, we do we do a lot of stuff with a lot of people from around the country. So school holidays, particularly, we've got you know two or three kids that um, from around the country that come up for a, kind of a crash course for school holidays. You know, might do a week, might do two weeks, two hours a day, five days a week. Get it done for the school holidays. Um, so we do. You know, we've got people that travel, people that come around, and then um, yeah, other ones. Anyone around the area, we've got people that travel, Rotorua, um, Matamata, you know, um, Whakatane, all the way, you know, kind of two, two and a half hours each way is probably the longest someone, Kaupor, travels to come see us. Same thing, you know, that's the determination these, these people have, you know, the, to get it done, to get the rehab done. And we are the only, you know, facility like this in the in the country. And um, we, we'd love to have more and we're working on it. But at the moment, Tauranga is the only place to be. And... Here we are. Well, there you go, Farno. If you or um, someone you know is suffering from anything that Sam can help you guys out with, definitely check them out. First step. Next step. Next step. There you go. Next step. Tauranga. That might help narrow the searches down instead of it being a career search website. There we are. But Baxter, why don't you tell us a bit more about uh, your uni days? How about how about we, we throw it back to uh, camp? 104 camp. camp the most uh mentally challenging six days of my life trying to get through a camp with uh oh rawdy and ash titus my only only guy that was there for me <laughs> i think oh, by the end of it he turned on you too yeah probably it's just because i was an athlete no one else could keep up it's hard one of them got injured the time, 
Yeah, far out. <laughs> we can't all be, you know, superhuman like me. So, <laughs> why don't you dive a bit more into it? Because uh, in episode one, I talked about uh, how I went on this camp, and I hate camping. I hate hiking. Like, I'd rather just see it on Instagram. <laughs> now, nah, I love like I. I've always kind of said I'm more of a day trip guy, like pack light, get through, you know, get through stuff fast. Um, you know, I remember looking back from photos that we saw at the end of it and it was day one and I was going, oh, like, I don't remember that view. And it's because I remember you had the 50 kilo pack and you were bogged down and we just gritted out, you know, 15, I don't know, you know how long it was, a couple of hours straight. And it was just like, that's why I didn't see that view because I was just head down, you know, um, the peak we did day one, way better, pack light, couple of snacks, just gun up there. And then all of a sudden you're walking kind of up the hillside and you're like, oh, you know, I can, this, this view's awesome. I can see it, you know, instead of gritting the teeth, head down. Bro, that first hike killed me. The rest of it was just shit. <laughs> the vibes were there though. The vibes were there. 100%. The vibes were, you tell you what. We never, we were, what were we in that hut for 24 hours to wait out that storm? Positive vibes only. The vibes stayed high. It was like I was surprised, you know? Yeah, no, it was wicked. Um, that did suck being caught in that storm, but luckily that was by the time we got to exactly. The shack. It was caught in the storm in the shack as opposed to caught in the storm in the middle of nowhere, you know? Always, here's, always positives. Here's what got me the most was that by the time we got to the shack, like, in our head, because us boys were like, well, there's not going to be enough room for us to be in the shack. The girls can have it. (laughs) Yeah, the girls can have it, right? (laughs) Four of us guys, five five gals, and we're like, look, we're gentlemen. You know, there's a tent. We'll take the tent. We'll set it up at the rain. We'll we'll, we'll sleep sleep in the rain outside. It's okay. We can get through that. And then they get into the cabin. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) They're like, nah, this is shit. We don't want this. You guys can have this. Christmas came early and it was February. That was the, you know, what do we have? We have mattresses. What were they, like three inch thick or something? They were mattresses. And we were sitting there going, they're punking us, right? There's no way. Yeah, it was crazy. I honestly thought there would have been another like dot cut around the corner that they knew about. And they were like, nah, we'll go take that one. Bro, I was so stoked. Uh, like, it, we, we had like an unwanted guest, but that's okay. We're all right. We got through it. Well, the old, what are we doing? Well, honestly, what have we spent three hours drafting players in the NBA? <laughs> all time, yep. current, 90s, 10s. I mean, people then, joke, like, guys can just sit around naming old sports stars for hours and be happy. That got us through. It what, really 12 did. 12 hours. That in the hat game? With the names oh, in the hat, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was good. There was there was, there was some good times. Like the hiking sucked, and that river crossing. What the hell was that? See, it was quite fun because the last, like, obviously, the longer you go and the more you eat the food and all that stuff, and the lighter your packs get. So, like, the the more morale decline kind of gets offset by the the weight that gets literally let off your back. And by the last day, you're pretty much bare bones. And you're like, this, you know, we're going so fast. This is easy. Like, chill. You know, we, we're doing this. And then you're like, oh, why didn't the whole, well, like, why couldn't I feel like this the whole hike? It's because you were, <laughs> what, you know, you were 20 kilos now as opposed to 55 at the start. And you're like, oh, that's, that's right. That's why. It was that damn tent. That tent was heavy, yeah. man. That tent and its damn yeah. poles. I did, to be fair, I did like the big brain of the pole, which is that you could use them as walking sticks. Yeah, true, true. Ga- must have been a game changer for the tent industry. <laughs> yeah, tent sales went through the roof. And a dagger for the hiking pole industry. <laughs> yeah, because it's a two-in-one. There was some There was some amazing um, photos. Maybe I'll put some up. Uh, oh, in, it was in awesome. Post. Like, you know, when, you, when we were able to, what, a couple of times we set up camp for the night. That last night we had, you know, set up camp and then, what, 20 minutes up that little hill. That was it. You know, that was on. That was, you're like, this is why we're doing this. Yep. And that, oh, yeah, that final night was pretty dope. We had the chocolate mousse that we, like, froze from the river. <laughs> yeah, that was that was good. It was, you know, it was, let's not get it wrong. It was, it was awesome. 
That's There's the kind also... of thing where like, would you do it again? Probably Hell not. no. Am I, am I stoked at it at once? hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. Like I did love it. I did, I loved by the end of it. And mm. like the vibes we had, remember when we got picked up, we were just singing. Oh. I can't even remember what we were singing, but we were singing off the top of our lungs. We came in so hype. Benji picked us up, didn't he? No, it was um, Caleb. Ah, uh, yeah. Caleb picked us up. And, and man, we knew. were just singing. We are like, ah. He put the tunes on and we were good to go. Bro, we came in so hot. We came in so strong. It was it was crazy. I think he was like, man, no, no other group has come in this hot the way we came in. Jerry's group came in that hot. I still but think when you, we had it. When you've got a group of Jerry, Blake, TJ, and Annalise, vibes are high. That's true. But we had you, me, Ash. Uh, who else was in our group? We had... Uh, Gemma, me, Gemma. Taylor, Titus, Libby. Might have been it. Yeah. It was a good crew. Remember, nah. <laughs> I should be say this. Remember when we were like talking about ticket pie, and that one girl was like, "What the fuck is a ticket pie?" <laughs> that was one of the things. We had, what we four days in at that point. That's mm-hmm. one of the things where you're you're done, you're exhausted. Something comes out a little bit quietly, and you realize you said it out loud, not in your head. And, and like they had no idea. They, <sighs> they didn't grow up in the North Island. They didn't grow up around like anyone that's like a brother. Oops. <clears throat> hey, look, you learn something new every day, right? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. It was also the first time being at this camp was the first time I learned that you were lactose intolerant. I am not lactose intolerant. I am mildly. <laughs> Enough to grab the shovel. <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> that's but what it, it is. In all honesty, I've never used a shovel that much in my life. Yeah, hey, what, five days? Yeah, man. It was crazy. But I tell you what, that sauna was worth it. Hard out. That sauna at the end. They, they talked about it and they were like, that's, you know, you wait till you've done the days and then that sauna. And we were like, yeah, whatever. How good can a sauna be? Turns out saunas can be pretty fucking good. Bro, it was the best. And that plunge pool? Oh. Jumping between the two was, that was it. Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know where we're talking about, it's Glen Orkey, uh, just Paradise. outside of Queenstown. Yeah, Paradise. It just really outside, is just outside of Queenstown. It is a great place. It is a great place. The, the, the hiking and the camping sucks. So, like, if you're going, take some photos, tag me in it. I'll be keen to see it. Uh, Didn't someone get hypothermia? Yeah, one of the other groups couldn't hack it. Weak. Nah, sad. <laughs> Do you have like a a favorite memory from university or something that you did at university where you're like, bro, that's going to stick with me forever? I, I kind of feels like a cop out. It was my last night there. So kind of wild to think that the last night was the biggest memory. And um, you just missed out. You were too slow. My leaving party for um, all of us postgrads after I handed in my master's, we ran a beer mile. We did a Botans, four 400 metre laps, four beers, beer mile, and that was just carnage. It was the funnest, you know. These are sports science postgrads. These these kids were athletes, a lot of them, you know. And we're in Otago. These, these guys can drink some beer as well. We got a couple of, couple of the old Spates Summit because we're also intelligent, you know, low carb. And... Uh, Booked it, booked it around the track, booked it, booked it around the track, and we were written. We were written. So that was a good one. But um, any of the any of the P events really were just that that feta final was just you can't top it. You know, wine and cheese, P ball, bus trip, any of them. Bro, there what about some you? Crazy times. There were some crazy times. Um, I do, I do remember your your beer mile fondly. I was late. Was it planned? No one will know. Who knows? <laughs> Can't come last if you don't start the race. Exactly. I was, I was saying this whole time. I was like, man, I will drink for someone. I'm just not running for someone. 
And then you get old Jim Cotter who can do it better than all of us. If I have you seen the size of his calves, he could run like from here to tomorrow. Pretty sure he has multiple times. Exactly. But if it's just standing still and drinking, I reckon I can drink him under the table. I don't know. To be fair, I don't know. I want to see it happen. Jim, I'm calling you out. Because not only did he run the fastest, he was like second out the blocks. We started with a beer and he was gone. Pretty sure he did some like hazy IPAs too. Yeah, no, true. Fair. Like, he brews his own shit, doesn't he? He is elite at anything that he puts his mind to. Yeah, that, that, you're not lying. He is. He's not only just a great man, but a great athlete. So we're gonna run this back. What's your What's your best memories? Um, good question. There, there is so many. Like you said, we've got all the um, the PE events. What about? Oh, was it after before dance when we were all at Mitch's place? Yeah, bro. Jerry's. No, was oh, that Mitch's? Yeah, before the yeah, dance wrap yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So this was crazy, right? We were drinking. This was first year, so we were, we were all fucked ass. Didn't you drink, like, rum or something? Yeah, we went to the spirits sh- on the hall, and this was one of the first nights I'd just been straight to a, to a flat. And so I was like, I'm a rum guy. Do love me some rum? And I was like, we're running this out because we, we can't have spirits in the hall, so we're allowed it outside it. I don't care what we do outside the hall, but... <laughs> And see, this is what got me, right? Sam, fucked as, goes back to the hall. Like, we think he's gone. We thought, that's it. He's tapped out. He ain't coming back. So we go into starters. We're partying away. And I turn around. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing here? He's like, bro, I'm back. I was hold just me like, down. what the fuck? Let's go. Can't hold me down. Brotherhood. That, that legit is one of my favorite memories. I love that because you were legit folded. You were gone. You shouldn't have come back. There's no reason you should have been there, but you were there. And we were like, yo. I am a fighter. I am a winner. I am a fighter. I am determined. And I was not going to miss out. Bro, 100%. And you didn't. You pretty much just went home and had a toast, got changed, and you were back. My favorite thing about it was you were surprised enough I got there, and two minutes later you came back with a beer for me. Because <laughs> that's how like, we roll. Uh, <laughs> need it? Maybe not. <laughs> you always need it. You always need it. My worst memory right now is <clears throat> the fact that Starters is closed. Because like, mm. I feel like Starters was the home of all PE events. We had wine and cheeses there. We had the 103s there. What else did we have at Starters? Quiz night. O week, PE O week. Yes, bro. How was that? Because that's that where I good. bet you, eh? Yeah. Were we in the same group or did we just. Nah, we just met and then we're in the same. Because we're in the same gym class too, eh? Yeah, same yeah. gym. Gym was a good one. What did we just spend a semester basically learn how to backflip? I didn't get that far. No, I don't think I did either, to be honest. I almost broke my neck on that damn beam. You know how we had to, like, tumble onto the beam? Pretty sure Charles did break his neck on the damn beam. <laughs> yeah, the, the the three worst people in that class were me, Charles, and Tanu. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what a crew. What a crew of the three of you. Oh, 100%. But that class was stacked. It was you, uh, Langton, Jerry, me, Charles, Tanu, um... Who else was on there? Uh, oh, what was his name? Backflips all the time. Couldn't tell you. Oh man, that was that was a good class though. But that and was a, and that was a deep class in terms of, like that was for the whole five years. That was our, that was us, me, you, yeah. Jerry, Langton, Charles. You know, like that was. Those are the ones. That, that was our crew. Yeah. We like started together. Graduated almost. Graduated together. <laughs> Graduated. Yeah, together though. Together eventually. I mean, <clears throat> I'm still glad that you and me got to graduate together. Although with different yeah, degrees, you had honors, and I was just getting my. We've got the side. same degrees now. But yeah, we're, we're there. I, I just got to get the masters finished. 
Always the way. I started this instead. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so really, I'm taken away from you finishing your Masters. Way to make me feel no. bad about coming on, eh? <laughs> I, I just needed a scapegoat, someone to blame. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> the one that went and bought drinks with you to, to drink and study with, and then now I'm doing this. and <laughs> This is the exact same thing. You know, We're still drinking, we're still studying, it's just in a different platform. There was definitely more study going on when we got the beers from New World. Oh, 100%. I think we pumped out like a good two, three hours. It was good. It, it worked. That's yeah, because we knew what we were there to do. Yeah. That's, you know, our maturing through uni went from, you know, rocking up to Reburger or something to get us through the night, realizing that, not realizing that, that probably puts us in a food coma more than it actually helps us study. Yeah. As opposed, and then, you know, grew up to go to New World, get a couple of brewskis, and that was us that actually. Helped us out, eh? Oh, give us a sip of, you know, what's that one you got? Oh, give us a go on this, like. And we'd be, we'd be solid with it too. We'd only grab two. We'd just grab two, yeah. enough to taste, enough to have a good time and get back into the study. Because we went from drinking to avoid study to drinking and study. We combined yeah, the two. Exactly. That's, that's a big brain. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if we ever studied to avoid drinking. Nah. That's a good one. <laughs> <clears throat> Wait, Probably should have done that a bit more. No, nah, maybe, maybe we do. Maybe you'd finish. Maybe you'd finish your masters by now if you'd study to avoid drinking. Sometimes. I think if I just studied in general. Yeah, <laughs> you can't ask for the moon to shift. <laughs> we can try. Oh man, it's, you've been away from Dunedin now for what is it? Two years. Yeah, almost. Almost year two half, years. Probably. How's the like adjustment from being in Dunedin where, you know, pretty much everyone's so close together, you've got a whole community around you, to now being in Tauranga and essentially like you've obviously got a few mates there, but essentially you don't have that same community that you did down in Dunedin. Mm, I'd, I live, you know, living in Mount Monganoi, so it's actually more similar than you think because Mount Monganoi is kind of similar, you know. Um, I don't realise until I moved up just how separate Tauranga and Mount Monganui actually were. Like I thought Mount Monganui was kind of a suburb of Tauranga, but really it's like it's basically its own town. Um obviously real I don't you know, obviously really is close to Tauranga, but living on this side, you know, it really is its whole whole little ecosystem climate sort of thing, just like North Dunedin is for Dunedin, like North Dunedin Studentville was its own entity really. And it's it's actually pretty similar up here, just um, you know, four times the degrees on the on the thermostat and uh yeah <laughs> not freezing my tits off all year no no more room temp beer nah we are we are cold cold when it's cold and warm when it's warm <laughs> well do you have any advice for anyone I've, i um have a podcast coming up where i talk about the importance of building reliable relationships and what that's like once you leave those community spaces like Dunedin, where we were close like I could just rock up to your place. I mean, I stayed at your place. We'll get into that after this. But do you have any advice for anyone who is um, leaving university or leaving high school or leaving those core friend groups? Just got to get out there, eh? I mean, I, I feel like I got it handed to me studying PE. Like I, you know, don't know how it would have gone if you'd done, you know, gone down the, the basic normal route, you know, commerce, law, health side, whatever. But, um, taking that not out of my comfort zone because you know sport and exercise is my comfort zone but you know going to a smaller degree at a uni you know from Wellies to the other end of the other island um but you know the, the fed did such a good way of just throwing us all together you know what are you a boy a couple of years older for me from taranaki like how am i meant to know you oh chuck us in gym we're all gonna learn how to do backflips and everyone's gonna fail and everyone's gonna laugh and everyone's gonna have a mean as time and then here you are seven years later you know with the boys that like i could write down a well tomorrow knock on jerry's door and if he's awake he'll say hi to me. you know he'll give me a he'll give me a cuddle you know like it's, 100%. so i don't know i feel disingenuous giving advice on that because it was handed to me the pe degree is just the the best way to you know make that make the best match you have because it's just all there and it's fostered so well and it's done so well and it's you know you've ended up with just so many you know mates all around the country now because we've all dispersed because we've all left but 
doesn't matter because you'll rock up, you know, to two towns over and there's one of them and it's, there we are, let's hang out. You know, let's catch up and it's all the same and it's all, you know, awesome. Well, I mean, this interaction right here is prime example. We yeah. haven't caught up in person. I think, when did I bump into you when you were in Wellington? Was that two years ago or one year ago? That would have been before grad. We would have done grad together. Yeah. Because, like, I haven't seen you in person for such a long time. Yeah. Yeah, but, shit. But we pick up this, and it's like I saw you just yesterday. Exactly. And, yeah, that, that's the the beauty, like you say, of the PE degree, where we've been able to build these relationships from pretty much day one. Um, and, like you say, you can come to Taranaki, you always got a place to stay. Uh, you could go to Wellington, knock on Jerry's door, and he'll open it and pour a beer for you. Auckland now is where Mitch is. Christchurch is where Charles is. Um, Dunedin is where Ash and the rest of that motley crew are. The rejects. <laughs> He's actually going to be on the podcast next week. I've got there Ash go. jumping on. There you uh, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but speaking of great friendships, there, there's no greater friendship than letting a bro crash on your couch until he can find a place because his dumb ass took too long to find a place over the summer holidays because he didn't want to pay rent. <laughs> hey, I was the same. I, I got one late. It was close to PE school, which was all I needed for that year. And then another flatmate was, was it. That was us. Bro, it was it was it was gangster, man. It felt like I was living in like that covered under the stairs, like Harry Potter. Except there was a lot more space. It was a couch, oh, it was a refrigerator up there. It was blessed. That was a good. Was it two two weeks maybe? I think it was close to about a month. <laughs> oh, hey, didn't feel like it then. <laughs> yeah, bro, it was, it was definitely closer to a month. Um, yeah. Just because I know how long it took, and I was just like, ah, I just need to hurry up, find something. But shout out. Would not have got through that if it weren't for you, bro. Would have been back to the PE school again. For You'd have been... Hey, there's worse departments in the uni to sleep in, probably. I can confirm PE school wasn't too bad. You just crank up the heater. It's got Wi-Fi. There's Free TVs heating, in Wi-Fi. every room. Exactly. They have a cleaner. <laughs> Shout out to Mike, by the way. I hope he's still there. I hope he's still doing good, and I hope those fucking new postgrads treat him well. Yeah. How was, like, building all those relationships? Because you were pretty much the token in our group. Like, you know how, like, every group, most people say they got, like, a token brown guy. We were a brown group with the token we white guy. We spun it around. <laughs> how, how was that for you, anyway? It was good. It was, it was fine. It was no different to me. Yeah. It was the best way to be. It was it was a great way to you know once especially you all you boys got into Tikonga and all that stuff. Like it was such an awesome way to see kind of that side of I guess research and you know how you know the Maori Pacifica you know groups at uni kind of do because I mean you do it a little bit differently. It's awesome, mm-hmm. you know, and it's awesome to it was awesome to see you know really see and live and experience that side of things it was such an awesome way to just be so openly welcomed into that group and you know be a part of it oh brother you know how it was man you were you were our white boy <laughs> hey no one could pick on you except us and, and when you were with us you were just fine oh brother it was the best it was the best way and it was you know it was such a good kind of segue into you know being a part of that part of that crew hundred percent. Everyone's got mad respect for you too. Like, it's so hard. Unless, unless we're five days into a six-day camping trip. Oh, but that was that was not your fault that we took it out on you. It was just you were the easiest target, and we didn't know the I've drills got, that well. I've got the hardest skin. <laughs> That's true. You you knew I could take it. The worst would have been you and Ash getting into each other, and three years later still hating each other. <laughs> Has he you paid know? you yet for that camp? Eventually. He did. Because I remember he was the only one with a job and yet he was the he only was one. He was working the most. Pay. And he's still <laughs> you need to you need to quiz him on that next week. I will. I'll ask him, did you ever pay Sam? I think you owe Sam some money. You can say, Have you ever taken longer to pay somebody than you took to pay Sam for your food on the camp trip? 
<laughs> I feel like he was taking the piss by the end of it. I probably got to the point where he was like, it's funnier if I don't. Yeah, probably. <laughs> and I, you know, it's one of the things where, like, I feel like a dick still chasing you out, but it's also like 85 bucks and I'm a student. So, like, that oh, was pretty expensive. It was pretty expensive, man. I think I paid you in, like, lunches occasionally. Yeah, probably. What's that? Uh, 85 bucks. There might be 16 union rules. Yeah, I think it was like, oh, if we're at KFC and I had a little bit extra, I didn't have the full 80, but I was like, oh, I'll buy you lunch this time and we'll just take it off the bill. <laughs> just whittle it down. Yeah. Bar bar steak. Beer Bro, there. how good was the bar bar steak nights? It was, I, I feel like we ruined it when we rocked up with 25 people and it took so long to get everybody's out because we rocked up unannounced to 25 people. I was too drunk was, to notice. It was awesome, but like, you know, number one when he got a steak was finished by the time number eight had his steak, and then it was just like we ruined the kitchen. I'm like, I feel bad about it because we rocked up unannounced, twenty five people. You know, we wow. we chatted chatted through a couple of beers. It was probably good for them because we just kept sitting there going, "Well, I haven't got my steak yet, and there's six people in front of me that haven't got theirs, and they ordered before me. So, what am I going to do? I might as well have another one." I think I do remember that though. Because I don't think you're allowed to book at the bar bar on steak night just for no. that reason. No. So, how many of us? It was you, me. It was Jerry Stafford Flat A. It was an unabs. There was an obscene amount of people. It was all. Awesome. It was awesome. Was it a Stafford Flat, or was it when we were living on George Street together? Because I remember I would have yeah, came. Carps came. All that other crew. Yeah, that's good. Just right. Ryan McBride came. That's right. You know, Man. me, Blake, you, Chart. Like, it was... That was it. Bro, it was... Yeah, that was a good... Oh, man. See? It's, it's these moments that you're just like, shit, I'm glad we got to experience that. It was good. It was good. It was a, it was a decent steak as well. It was good value. Yeah. Have you been to the bar bar lately? I'm, I've been in Dunedin for, like, five days in the past two years so uh, i'm gonna have to go with no beer fest next year that's us yeah true i did say it's just so expensive to get you know turning it a duds is a big uh big hike not if we book early yeah true i think mine must be about the same price because i have to fly to wellington or christchurch and then from there out it's these bloody little provincial airports bastards Big ones. Is it like five hundred bucks one way? Like if it's a late booking? Yeah. Yeah, that's me too. I think my latest flights, because they were last minute, was about a thousand buck return. <whistles> yeah. Oh. Shout out to the uni for that one. That was on Tukunga, wasn't it? So. Uh... Yeah. It was for the symposium, but it was worth it. I'm taking it. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Well, if you ever need a, uh, if the TK Symposium needs a, you know, stroke and neuro rehab uh, specialist. Bro, all you got to do is add that Māori element to it. And, I, am ju- I am a seventh generation Pākehā New Zealander. So is Tash. And she is doing amazing things in the Māori space. I work with, we do, I mean, we do have, you know, you look at the statistical numbers as well. We've got a lot of, a lot of Māori people that come through and, I tell you, they, some of them are the most determined ones we have. Yeah, man, like, it's that whole mindset, and I think it's just the attitude that Māori have is that nothing's given to us. We kind of just have to work like a motherfucker to get where we want to be. I I love as well, you definitely notice, um, I feel like the, you know, the, the Pākehā, the, the ones that come in, um, might have you know uh, a support worker or a husband or a wife or a son that comes in and it might be a different one each time but you know they they come in with one um you know the moldy cook islander ones we have come in with a husband and daughter and grandma and you know or a friend and a wife and a sister you know like it's so cool the the phenomenon that comes through with them all at once, yeah. you know, it, it, it beefs up the gym. There's so many people in there with, you know, <laughs> one person comes in, but it's so cool to see that it's it's such a whānau, it's such 
a, a group that comes in to help you know especially especially with the strokes like it's a journey to get through and, and it takes you know it takes everyone and it's you know they don't do it by parts they don't do i'll do tuesday you do thursday i'll do monday you do wednesday it's like right we're all going monday wednesday friday like let's everyone's coming you know uncle auntie grandma granddad mom dad everyone we're we're coming through and it's we help we know we're getting this done and it's so cool to see and it brightens the gym up because there's so many of them and it's it's awesome like that's just yeah. such a good way to to have it done no that, that's one thing about like a lot of polynesian and maori uh people is that it takes a whanau to achieve things and I think you definitely would have uh, since that down in Dunedin with all of us, like it really took all of us to get over the line, like, um, or try and get each other over the line. You would have definitely seen it in 2019 as we were mm-hmm. all getting close to finishing our degree. We are all just, come on, boys, it's us or go. Like you definitely would have seen us at university a lot more uh, in the second semester. Was there, a, was there a period that was like, were you kind of close to finishing your, or you know, getting into your masters and stuff? And it was a couple of honors students handed at the same time, and there was maybe one or two PhD students again at the same time. And it just all, I guess, kind of unfortunately for, you know, your group as a whole, that a lot of people had a due date at the same time. But you know, a lot of you did within probably a month of each other, and it was just such a. Everybody was getting everybody through. Yeah, a hundred percent. Like um. I remember because it was, oh, shit, Emma and Tiana, they both finished theirs pretty quickly. They're onto it as hella switched on. And then uh, it was Ashton, was- Tash, and myself. It was the Friday where it was technically due, but Jim got us an extension till the Monday. But mm-hmm. because um, Emma and Tiana had already finished and Jim was like, oh, well, We'll just have the beers tonight. We'll all head down to Umbrellos. We'll have a couple of beers. Um, me and Tash and Ashton felt like frauds because we were like, oh, but like, we, yeah, we haven't finished it. And I think Ashton was at work at this time. So we went down, had a few beers. We celebrated Emma and Tiana pretty much. We celebrated those two because they had actually finished. Tash and I, we went straight back to the PE school afterwards and we were straight on the laptop. And I used to have a competition with those two. Like one night I was leaving PE school, I was like, nah, I'm off. Walk out and I look over to the computer room where you guys um, had your father's office. Seeing the light was still on, looked outside, seeing there were two cars there. I was like, ah, fuck. So I went back into the portal and pumped out another two and a half hours. They were gone. I was like, yes, thank God I need to sleep. I'm (laughs) out. But it, it is like on the couch. that final unit, yeah. Or I'm off to Baxter's place. It's just around the corner. You know, you always had a bed there. A hundred percent. Again, like I said, bro, I'm hella grateful for you and um, the support that you always show me. Like you're right here on this podcast now, supporting me, and it's amazing. Got nothing but love for you, brother. And if you're ever in Taranaki, you've always got a place to come and crash, bro. But there's, there's uh, one thing that I always do on this podcast. It's if you could tell yourself, let's go with, were you 18 at high school before you were about to come to university? Yep, 1st of July. So we'll, we'll say, what could you tell 18-year-old self if you could run back now and say, Sam, here's some advice. So if you could go back and tell... 18 year old Sam, uh, any piece of advice, what would it be? I don't know. Like, yeah, I feel like I haven't heard too many people say this answer, but like, nothing, you know, keep my mouth shut and just let. I'm, I'm really happy with how things played out. Like, I love the job I'm in at the moment. I love the journey I went through through uni and. You know, I wouldn't want to screw up anything that happened by saying something stupid. So just maybe nothing. Keep my mouth shut. Let things go how things went. Because it turned out pretty bloody great, to be honest. I'm really happy with how things have turned out. You know, did the honours, got the masters, chugged through it all, met some amazing mates, had a great time. Here I am now, you know, Mount Manganui working on a job that I love and... I don't know how I don't really know how it could have gone much better, and I don't know what I could tell myself to 
change things to to make it better. That's gangster. So, Fano, not everyone needs to tell their younger self to be anything, do anything other than what they did. Um, and, you know, there's beauty in that too because you're happy and you're satisfied with where you are and how everything panned out that let it be. So in saying that, if you could, wow, maybe I would like this. When you look back on this podcast in 10 years' time, five years' time, is there a message you'd like to leave yourself for the future? Ooh. Oosh. I don't know. I honestly don't know. We can come back to yeah. this. We can, we can carry on. I honestly yeah. don't know. Keep thinking about yeah. it. Yeah, like, um, because this is obviously going up on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Pod, every good streaming, uh, like Amazon Music and Google Podcasts, anywhere you can stream a podcast, this is where this will be. So you can always come back to this in the future and be like, damn, I forgot I told myself yeah. that. So another thing I do here is I was going to get a dream jar, but I there was too much hassle and I brought some shoes. I got the Trey Youngs, actually. Wee. And on the box, it says, always remember when they doubted you. So now I've got a dream box. <clears throat> and so with this box, what we do is everyone that comes on gets to put a dream in the box. I've got a few in there at the moment. Everyone gets to put a dream in the box and... In this box is where we keep dreams alive. Dreams never die. They can change and morph and people can grow, but we can always come back to this box in this moment and let those dreams come to life. And so in the future, when this builds up and I have the capacity to help people start achieving these dreams, I want a dream board at the back there. And every time someone achieves a dream, I like to take this out, print it out and stick it up on the dream board so do you have any dreams it doesn't have to just be one it could be multiple that you'd like to achieve in this lifetime i reckon big one i've noticed from work is how do you word it probably making safe comfortable environments for rehabilitation more readily available countrywide so that's you know the ones we work with the stroke the spinal cord injury um we've got autistic children adults adolescents um you know and it's where where we are is such a safe environment for them there you know it's not a city fitness it's not a jets it's not a les mills or anything it's and nothing against you know those sorts of gyms but it's a it's a safe secure place for them to be and it's not somewhere having one hour a day that's you know this uh, i think some of the supermarkets do it it's a sensory um decreased hour or something and the lights turn off and the music goes off and it's all you know a lot quieter and they can feel good which which is awesome as well you know but it's it's the space as a whole and at the moment, you know, for those sorts of things, we are the only one in the country um, for a, such a wide range of um, disabilities and hurdles and all that stuff. And to make that more readily available around so that everybody wherever could have something within a reasonable travel distance that they could get to. And, you know, everyone needs to move, everyone needs to exercise and be healthy and everything and a lot of people's barrier to that is not having a safe space and that is what we need more of bro that's amazing everyone that's come on this damn show has made my dreams look trash <laughs> but yeah again that's why this is the <laughs> i wish that is that's a wish not a dream it ain't never gonna happen not with that <laughs> nah bro that is that is powerful, man, and and the fact that 
your dream involves other people, bro, that's admirable. Because, yeah, everyone has that has come in here has said the same thing. It involves other people. I mean, the first one that I wrote down uh, was to own a McLaren. <laughs> like, who's that going to help? Okay, I take, it, time, I take like, it back. I want to be a scratch golfer. <laughs> I'll add that too. I'll add that too. Oh, give, me the, give me the golf. Um. But yeah, no that that first goal, uh, that first dream, sorry, is is so admirable, and I can't wait to put it up on the back wall there when it comes true. My turn now. It's, it's my turn to write down another dream. So I do this with all, all all the guests that come on as well. So you'll you'll say one, I'll say one, just so we keep a level playing field. Um, the last podcast that actually is about to drop in fifteen minutes. If you're watching this, uh, fifteen minutes. It's Friday. Um, but the last one I said was, I'd like to write a book one day. Uh, it doesn't have to be a book about my life, but a book about the process to start up a podcast and actually step out of your comfort zone to try something new. Um, but I guess my next dream would be to... Hmm. I think I'd like to provide people... Nah... I think I just want to be remembered as a good friend and person to the people that I care about. That That's one of my dreams. Um, to be reliable. So if people think of me, they think that I'm reliable and that I can be depended on if ever needed. I like it. Yeah. And so, yeah, that, that that's one of the consistent things that we do on this, this here podcast is Add it to the dream box, the shoe box. One day this is going to be full up and I'm going to have to do something else or I'm just going to have to start completing these dreams. You just buy another box of shoes. <laughs> that's true. That's true. But yeah, that's why this is called 99 Dreams. It would be 100, but we've turned this one into a reality. So we got 99 left. Mm-hmm. Or 99. But yeah, have you made any more thoughts to what you'd tell your future self? Nah, that's such a hard one, eh? Just, I guess, don't get stagnant, mm. you know? Don't get complacent. As as much as I said, I'm um, talking to my younger self, like, I love where I'm at. You can always go further, higher, better, harder. Um, so just, as, as much as I love the place I'm in right now, just don't be in the same place, you know? Something has to be further along. Nice. So you want to tell your future self to level up a little bit. Exactly. Don't just settle gotta, for just gotta keep going. Less. Don't settle for the nice, same. Bro. Nice. That's that's great advice to give yourself. Um I know other people have said like I hope you're still happy and I hope that you're achieving your dreams as you, you progress in life. I know everything changes. Um and where people end up. Why, why the, sorry, my uh, Siri keeps going off. I hate that thing. What a good bitch. <laughs> my Siri's a dude. I made him Irish. I like it. Because <laughs> why not? Yeah. Um, man, it's so good to see you. When will I see you next? Fuck, if if not before, like it's it's well late. But um, Kane's Chiefs in the Tron. Yeah. 2k23 that is that is the minimum that is the maximum you know distance it'll be well that's locked in that's the latest that's locked in that's the latest we will see each other but we'll sort something out before then i also know in may the warriors are playing the broncos in napier mclean park i think a crew of boys are going up who's playing um is it the Titans? They're playing their home game against the Warriors in the Tron, isn't it? Oh, I don't know that one. That I was know their, in their Wellington, thanks. the first game is the Knights. No, nah, their thanks for the Warriors relocating. The, the, they do two full seasons, basically, to Australia. Their thank you to, to the people of New Zealand is we're going we're gonna to have our home game against the Warriors in New Zealand because they had their home games against us for two seasons in Australia. And I'm pretty sure they're doing it in the Tron. 
It's something we could look into. 100%. Because I know um, Charles is super keen to go to the Indigenous game, the um, Indigenous Australians versus the Māori mm-hmm. in Rotorua in Feb. Oh, hey, it's 40 minutes from here. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And I was going to ride my bike over. 100%. Um, he's keen to fly up, and I think Bailey's keen to go as well. So tell them to fly into here. Tell them to fly into here, and we'll drive down. Yeah, well, I think Bailey's living in Gisborne next year. So he'll be up, and it's, it's just Charles that has to come up, actually. I can ride. So, I can ride. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Can, I'll, I can survive. We'll make a group chat. <laughs> he'll talk your ears off. Hey, Charles, he loves a good through. yarn. <laughs> uh, he'll definitely listen to this, by the way. Um, he's actually he's, he's a great supporter, like most of my friends are. They're a great supporter of the podcast. He listened to Mitchell's one not too long ago, um, and he said he can't wait for this one to come out. So, Charles, I know you're going to be listening eventually. What up, bro? Charles, come through, fly out, we'll drive down. That's where we are. And so, then, I think we're, we're making the announcement. Massive announcement. All right, we're on. <laughs> Sorry to everyone else that's listening. That's like, oh man, come. Come, we'll see you there. Open invite. I'll vlog it. Aside from you want to be in the vlog? I'm Come. Five seats in my car, but like, open invite. Yeah, well, uh, we'll just meet them in Rotorua exactly. at the game. And then we'll all hit the town. I hope Vegas has a where, town. Where I we? don't know. Where we? Yeah, we will. Let's go. <laughs> all right. We're never, never too old for that. Um, you might be. But I guess it's. Sorry, carry on. You might be. Nah, man, I still got it. You're a younger soul than me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's always been that way. I'll never forget that that birthday drinks we had of yours. I, I don't know. Again, like when, when we first met back in back at uni, we just we clicked. It was it. We were we were locked in for life, and um, I just never thought ages or anything and also like in my mind you were first year you were 18 that was some of you were 17 because <laughs> you were younger and you unfortunately were put in the year group above whatever and it was about three <laughs> years later and we were at your your flat having some drinks for your birthday like i was 20 at the time 21 maybe and one of the boys goes happy 25th ra happy quarter century <laughs> and i just sat there and went good joke <laughs> and he was like nah he is 25 i was like oh fuck Boys, old. <laughs> hey man, but we still kept it but down. Young at heart. Hey, hundred percent. We will never change. We'll never change. It's it's been weird that transition coming back home, and you know, everyone my age now is like got families and shit. And I'm like, yo, that's us, Bender. Let's go. <laughs> They're like, nah, man. Like, I gotta go home and feed my kids. <laughs> nah, but like, hundred percent. Like you said, man. When we met at PEO week, it was the first night, the quiz night too, that I, I met you at Starters. It's been, yo, this is my guy. This is one of the bros since then. It's It's been a, an amazing friendship, bro. And uh, it, it's going to keep continuing. I mean, look at how we're catching up now after not seeing each other. And we catch up on Snapchat every now and then or on Instagram every now and then. But it's it's not a catch up like this. And it's not, you know, in person. Which we need to sort. We need to, we do need, we need, we need to do better. We need yeah. to be better. Yeah. We're in the same island now. Oh, no excuses. Our excuse for about 12 months was we were, we were different islands, but now it's, now there's no excuse for that. Well, also like you were at the top of the South Island. I was yeah. at the bottom of the South Island. Yeah. That, that's not an easy trip. Good excuse. It, it, you know, some people say there's no excuses. But now sometimes I think you're about four hours away. Excuses. Um, yeah, probably four to maybe five. Yeah, four and a half, I think. Yeah. I can make it in four and a half. NZ <laughs> Police are listening, he's joking. Yeah, 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 yeah. One of my friends is a cop, so she... just let me be. It's got, I've got places to be, people to see, man. That's how it be. But, Matt, bro, as we wrap up the end of this podcast, I see the time is ticking. Is there anything you want to say before we get going? Like, is there anything you're up to or anything you want to let people know what you're up to? Or how do we find you if people want to contact you? No, um... I'm sure Ra will put my Instagram or something in the description if anyone does have um, any questions about the job or anything. And um, Next Step New Zealand, Next Step NZ. Again, follow them on Instagram, Next Step NZ. Um, see some awesome videos about our clients doing the rehab and all that stuff. And um, if anyone knows anyone that needs a needs a neuro rehab hand, 
come through. 100%. Nah, bro. And shout out, man. Thank you so much for stopping by, supporting the channel, supporting the Co-Papa. I do really appreciate it. And glad to have you here, brother, as always, man. You're always welcome in my neck of the woods. You're always family. So come on through whenever you're around, man. Awesome. So thank you, everybody, for stopping by and listening to this podcast. Sam Baxter, thanks again for coming through. Ladies and gentlemen, give him a follow. Check out his mahi. He's doing amazing things out there. But thank you all for stopping by. This has been the 99 Dreams Podcast. Modi everybody. Take care.